Without episodes to bless you, but I'm special podcaster, producer, entrepreneur, educator, superstar, MC, friend and foe. But enough about Street P. Now welcome back to my show. What up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca, and as always, thank you for tuning in. And we are back with episode number one of season number two. And today, we are excited to be joined by our MMA and boxing expert, Clubber D, is back. And yes, sir, he has joined me in Nashville. He has joined me for the podcast and some epic adventures. We are going to talk some UFC. We are going to talk some Bellator. We're going to talk MMA in general, some hodgepodge, some potpourri, some jamboree. You know, we're going to make some jokes that make you slap a knee. Okay, let me stop. But first, you know how we like to start things here on the Ball and Bodes podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. Friends, how many of us? Now you can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask me, you know I couldn't be much help because a friend's somebody you judge for yourself. Some are okay and they treat you real cool, and some mistake your kindness for being the fool. We like to be with some because they're funny. Others come around when they need some money. Around the way, and you're still real close to this very day. Home boys through baby. the summer, winter, spring, yeah. and fall. And then there's some we wish we never knew at all. And this list goes on again and again. But these are the people that we call friends. Friends, how many of us got them? Check mine. We started from the bottom. Checkmate. Grew up to be a problem. Wherever I be at, you know you will spot them. Check me. Feel like Batman with my Robins. Drop them. But we ain't from Gotham. Rustin' Power Dark Man X Boys from the 703 where bad apples become rotten And all you hear is Gotti! <laughs> Ones we uh, I can't keep singing that Anyways, friends I want to talk about friends I am blessed I am a very, very blessed person To have so many good friends in my life Most of my friends from my life Are friends for over 20 years And I'm talking about like I have friends that I've known since elementary school, middle school, high school, and I still stay in contact with them, still hang out with them when I go home, all that good stuff. Shane and Clubber D, two of my really, 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 really good friends, came out this weekend to visit me, and I am so excited because they have never been in Nashville, and I'm here to show them a good time. And I just want to say that love your family and friends, right? Those are the people that are going to support you the most. Make sure that uh, you know you tell everybody you love them. So I just want to tell everybody right now, all my friends, all my family, all my fans, I love you all. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to have a great time with my friends. Let's get this started. You know, we're going to talk a little John Jones, a little heavyweight division. We're going to talk a little Bellator. You know, we're going to talk a little Conor McGregor. We're going to talk a little Amanda Nunez. 
little bit of everything here. So let's kick this bad boy off, right? And now, without further ado, MMA and boxing expert, Clubber D. Is joining us today, my friend. Please tell me, what are your thoughts on the UFC heavyweight division after we just saw Francis Ngannou knock out Stipe Miocic? So please, my friend, tell me, what do you think? Yes, Omar, let's talk about the heavyweight division, okay? So what's going to happen with the UFC? Personally, first of all, let's... uh. That's my cheers to Francis Ngannou, okay? That man has the belt. He beat Stipe Miocic with a knockout. We all saw that. Stipe was doing a lean back like Fat Joe. I thought you know, that's why I was in the background with the way he hit him and he fell back like that. You know, so he's looking at Tweety Bird twirl around his eyes at the moment. I don't know if he's woken up or not. But Francis Ngannou is the champ right now, so what is the next step for the UFC in the heavyweight division? Personally, i love to see a rematch with the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. So they fought before. Derek Lewis versus uh, Francis Ngannou was probably the worst heavyweight fight, top five, because they didn't do nothing. You know, they were just Shit was watching paint dry. Each of them were scared to garbage. see who wants to get hit or get hit first. So I think the second time they fight, it would be a lot better. But then you got John Jones, the the GOAT of uh, 205. He's moving up to heavyweight. John. John wants Connor money, but the real question is, is he worth Connor money? Okay, if you look at his mm. rival fights with DC, right. the highest payday he got, I'm sorry, not payday, but the highest pay-per-view views right. was around 840 45 I believe, something okay. on that, uh, that realm. But Connor's putting over a million pay-per-view buys, just like Jorge Masvidal, Woo. just like uh, Khabib, you oh. know, so... If you want chicken salad, but you're only bringing chicken shit to the table, you don't deserve the money. I'm sorry. And also, the UFC has been with John Jones for so long for all his his past. You know, not everybody's perfect, but you know, you got DUIs, uh, slapping strippers on the ass, getting caught. Oh. Uh, DUIs with strippers in the car, hit and runs, testing positive for multiple substances. So, and they also had a movie pay per view venue from one place to another because of John Jones. I believe Las Vegas didn't want to sanction him because he had a small portion of steroids in his blood before the pre-fight uh, test. So right. they've done a lot for John Jones moving forward. Mm. And even though he wants all this money, he's scoffing at $8 million. There, Jones is like me. You know, you give me $8 million, let's fight tomorrow. But Woo. John Jones thinking he wants $25, 15 20 $25 million. No. I'm sorry, if you don't put the ass in the seats, you don't get it. Tough shit. So that's my opinion, but I don't know what's going to happen as far as the heavyweight division. Will John Jones get the shot? Who knows? Will Derek Lewis get the shot? Who knows? Or will it be a rematch? I honestly, my humble opinion will be they're going to skip over John Jones and they're going to go to Derek Lewis. Now, John Jones is trying to call their bluff, being a uh, using his Twitter finger saying, you know, uh, release me. I feel like I'm a. Uh, fighting for nothing or whatever bullshit he said on there. Shut the hell up, okay? Be lucky you have a job. Stop, just stop, okay? Stop, Jones. Just stop it. You're the best at 205. You're moving up. Stop asking for all this money. 
and just take, you know, take some meeting in the middle, you know, meet in the middle, something like, you know, $12 million instead of eight, and then you guys are good to go. But you can't ask for 25, 30, bro, you're not worth it. So unless he does something crazy and embraces the, the villain side of him, I think if he does that, um, he'll get a better fan base and more people will tune in because John Jones likes to, he likes to show that he's a nice guy. He's humble, you know, but in reality, he's telling DC, you know, I'll kill your family and all types of types of other crazy shit on a hot mic. But then he wants to act like he never did it two seconds later in the interview, you know, just embrace the villain, get asses in the season. People will tune in. Well, that's, that's my thought on that. Woo. I think that is a great idea. If you're going to be a villain, then play the villain. And look, I am not one to judge anyone on their mistakes because I have made tons of mistakes in my life. And so I am not about to sit here and judge that man. But I will tell you that I think he is an amazing fighter. And I think that when you are in that position and you're making that much money and you're doing that kind of thing, you know, use as much as your prime as you can, you know, because you ain't got that forever. Not many people are blessed with those skills and those uh, talent that he has and to not use it to the best of his ability. And especially, I mean, fighting, you know, intermittently and things like that. I love watching him fight. And I want to watch John Jones fight all the time. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that is what he needs to do. Embrace that inner villain. Become that wrestling heel, right? You know what I'm saying? Become the Iron Sheik. You know what I'm saying? Telling Hogan to shut up, brother, you big dummy. <laughs> Anyways, so this weekend is Bellator, my friend. Tell me your thoughts on that. I know this is going to get released afterwards, but at least you're giving your thoughts, and we'll do a review later. What you got on this Bellator Light Heavyweight Championship Tournament? Well, Omar, I'm personally excited that they're moving the showtime. I felt Paramount or Spike TV, whatever you want to call it. It was a great relationship. It was good. But Bellator needs to get on Showtime and get more more eyes on their stuff, okay? You look at things like PBC mm -hmm. Boxing. When Al Heyman bought, uh, started with his PBC brand, a lot of his fights started on Showtime. Right. And then translated to other other spots like Fox or a uh, Fox Sports. So I think that if Bellator starts within the family, I believe of Viacom, which owns MTV and CBS and Showtime and everything, they start back to their roots as mm -hmm. far as doing uh, events on this this channel, so to say, and then it could produce bigger and better paydays for all the Bellator fighters, but they're doing a a 205 tournament to get the belt, and Bellator is yes, doing great. They're taking their top 205ers, same way they do with their lightweights. They're having them fight it out in tournament style. The winner's going to get the belt and also get a million dollars, kind of similar, similar to the PFL, which is on, uh, I believe, ESPN at the moment. Um where they have a tournament style or points based uh, tournament, and then the winner is going to get a million dollars. So Wop. I'm a fan. I'm going to tune in. I'm not going to bet on it. I have to ask uh, our NFL expert Shane Peacher for advice because he's the betting guru. Peach, 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 so, peach, peach, uh, peach. That's going to be something to tune into. Bellator on Showtime. My pick for the uh, the winner. I'm going to go with Corey Anderson. Woo. Um, I know Anthony Rumble Johnson is coming out of retirement, former UFC uh, superstar. Go. He's going to be fighting Yoel Romero, who's fought for UFC belt, I believe, two times against uh, Robert Whitaker. First fight, he lost. Second fight, split decision. You know, it could have gone either way. Um, he's also fought Israel Asanya for the belt. So it's three three times he's fought for the belt and couldn't do it. Okay. Cuban soldier of God. You know, this guy is 43 years All old. Right. Looks like he's 25. And mm -hmm. 
I'm not gonna lie to you, he could be like Alfonso Soriano. He looks like he's uh he has civil rights hands, but he says he's forty three, so he could be a little older, but you know, you never know about the birth certificates. But this guy looks amazing and he has a good chance of winning it, but I, You're so stupid. I honestly think he'll be he'll beat Rumble, but I think he'll lose to somebody like Corey Anderson uh, in the finals. Right. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. That is obviously a very good pick, a veteran. So we will see what happens there. Recently, there was an announcement by Dana White about Nate Diaz coming back to fight Leon Edwards. And I am excited because I love watching Nate Diaz fight. So tell me, give me a little fight preview on Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Well, oh, we got Nate Diaz, who is back in the game. He's fighting Leon Edwards in May, and I'm so happy he's back to fight. I mean, Leon Edwards, he's been itching for a top-level fighter. He was going to okay. fight. I don't want to butcher his name, but All right. Shazat had mm-hmm. terrible uh, reaction from COVID. He was spitting up blood, thought it was cancerous, and recovering from that. So they had to put Leon Edwards in with Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name. That's my guy. But terrible eye poke. The, the fight only went two rounds. But now they have Leon Edwards fighting Nate Diaz. That's going to be phenomenal. It's saying it right now. It's going to be the co-main event to the Michael Chandler, Charles Dubronx, Olivier title fight for lightweight belts. Yes, sir. Retired. So that's going to be a five-round co-main event. You don't see that much often. You don't see much five-round co-main events. But they're going to do that. Could be the fight of the year. My money is going to be on Nate Diaz. Um, don't take my word for it. Don't follow what I say. You got to remember, I am the next day expert the armchair messiah, and also the reclining chair know-it-all. Yeah, I had to switch that up. So, remember, these are only my opinions. It's not going to be the facts. You are so stupid. But I'll point the facts after the fact, if I'm correct. And that's a, I think I said facts too many times in that, uh, that spill right there, but whatever. Anyways, check that fight out. That's going to be uh, May 15th. You definitely said facts way too many times, my friend. Uh, I love you anyways, and uh, let's keep this moving. Who gives a fuck if you say facts too many times how about we say fuck facts uh but we don't do that on this program because we like facts on this program but anyways i digress my friend michael chandler versus charles olivier has been announced please give me your fight preview i got chandler winning charles olivier's on like i think a seven or eight fight win streak he's doing it in great fashion but i think michael chandler's on a different different level he's part of that i believe he wrestled with a tyron woodley and then Ashburn, where they all went to uh, Missouri, the same college, and I, I got, I got, I got Michael Chandler. He's kind of the. I really want to see him against Khabib because I think his wrestling couldn't match Khabib, but at least could hold him from a uh, possibly Khabib taking him down. But that's that's a big possibility because Khabib's on another level or was on another level since he stopped fighting. And I honestly wish he would fight GSP, but Woo! GSP's too busy filming, uh, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier and things okay. like that. So there's no need for him to right. to fight again. So you know. Is yeah, definitely no need for him to fight again, but damn, what a dream match that would be, right, my brother? That would be amazing to see. I've been thinking about that for a long time, which is weird to say, but I love MMA, but I'm sure there are people that love it more than me, and man, if I've been thinking about it, I can't imagine what y'all been thinking about. We'll see. I hope Khabib comes back, because I just love watching him fight, but I also understand he is a man of principles, and he made a promise to his father. I would understand if he came back to get that undefeated 30th fight because he did promise that to his dad too but i completely understand he is a man of principle and he is not going to back up on those principles and i respect that man for that that being said speaking of khabib his arch nemesis his arch enemy conor mcgregor 
We got Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, my friend. Part three has been announced. The trilogy. Oh, I'm excited about this one as well. What do you say? The Poirier versus Conor, as I said in the first podcast, they were probably going to go this route. Okay, Conor's done. We all know he would sleep on a couch with Nate Robinson. Okay, and he was just he was hanging out, eating some chips. He took he took the Nyquil and he was he was gone. Okay, rock a bye. So, I think my opinion will be that will happen the third fight. He might not get knocked out as fast, but he will get knocked out again. I have Dustin winning again because if Connor doesn't win this fight, he's done. Okay, he doesn't own proper twelve anymore. Okay, that is not his whiskey. He has sold that already. They they said that they still want him to be the spokesman for them, but whiskey, but it's not his. When it comes to the money-wise, Connor is still financially great. He's still okay. I think with the pandemic, it's helped him out because it's calmed him down. He hasn't been out slapping old dudes and smashing phones in Miami again. So he's been fine during the pandemic making money. So I think this is beneficial for him. But if he loses, if he loses, he will be in the stance with me or on the couch next to me watching the next fights, okay? Because nobody's going to want him, okay? Take your ass back over to Ireland and make some shepherd's pie sit the hell down, all right? Shepherd's pie. But if he gets slumped, if he gets knocked out again, that's a wrap. Now, play devil's advocate, if he comes motivated and wins this fight, then personally, they will make him leapfrog Justin Gagey, and he will fight the winner of the Chandler Oliveira fight next. I think that the fight happens in uh, May. So this is do or die for Connor. If he has a shitty performance, and by the second, third, or fourth round, we're singing rock and he's already going to sleep, okay? And uh, the ref's coming over with the Similac. Then <laughs> it's a wrap. I think his career's Similac. done. If he wins, then he's back in the title picture. You know, the UFC has a couple more. He'll make some more money on some pay-per-view buys because there's not that many stars left still fighting. That fight is announced. It'll be fighting, I believe, uh, in July. I'm not sure what date it will be. But that fight will happen. And it's do or die for Conor McGregor, okay? I think that he might just hit the wall. And if he's hit the wall and he's done and he goes to sleep, that's a wrap. That's it. Shepherd's pie time. Shepherd's pie time. I love shepherd's pie, by the way. I just want to say that. But, all right, fine. I got it. I understand. Uh, that kind of is upsetting because, you know, I really want to keep seeing Connor continue to fight. He is a really exciting personality and heel wrestler and fun fighter. And I really love watching him fight. Uh, so that sucks that that might happen. But I actually think he has a chance against Poirier. I think he's not going to come like he did last time. I think he's going to come stronger. And I am calling the upset right now. I am calling the Conor McGregor over Dustin Poirier upset. You heard it here first on the Ball and Buds podcast on uh, March 31st. Or sorry, what is this? On April 1st. On April Fool's Day, you heard it here first. And fools, those are no April's fools. That's all I got to tell you. I pity the fool to think my prediction is a fool. Uh, calling the upset, Conor McGregor. Anyways, off my high horse, Amanda Nunez, the lady that you doubted, the goat that you doubted against Megan Anderson. What do you have to say about her future, my friend? Hold the hold the phone, Omar. Hold the phone. Let's talk about Amanda Nunez, okay? Now, I stated before she's the best. Now, I don't know who that was saying that she was going to lose to Megan Anderson. That wasn't me. That was my cousin. That was... Leon Flubs, okay? That was not me. That was an alter ego. That wasn't me, all right? Because I'm never wrong. I'm the after-fact king. Anyways, so I think her next fight is going to be against 
Julia Pena, you know, she's the one who won the Ultimate Fighter show. I forget what season. I believe it was Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate. I could be wrong. Who knows? I've been drinking. Maybe not. Maybe so. Who cares? Anyways, she's already called Amanda Nunez out, telling her to come back down to 135. In her words, not mine, she said, these 145ers, they need to lose weight and fight at 135 and defend that belt. So she's aiming that towards Amanda Nunez. Uh, Julia Pena is a great wrestler. Um, I believe her nickname is the Colombian Vixen or something Vixen. I don't know. It could be butchering it. Who cares? Don't sue me. Sue Omar. So she's calling her out. She wants to fight her. I think that it'll be an interesting fight. But when Amanda Nunez hits you, when she hits some of these girls, Woo! it's it's an outer body experience. Okay. When she hit Ronda Rousey, Woo! Ronda Rousey turned his hard, rough demeanor to getting hit. Like, oh, wait a minute. You know that time when you're drunk and you get fresh air for the first time you, your body tingles like oh what am i doing that's what happened to ronda rousey she forgot she was in that ring with that young lady she knocked her all the way to the wwe she was worried about uh, body slamming somebody instead of fighting in the ring anymore. you're so, so stupid amanda nunez she, her her punches are like attitude adjusters okay whatever you're thinking you were gonna do or wanted to do stopped when she punched you all right but uh if that happens my money's on amanda nunez and again it's not my money shane peter's money he is the betting expert NFL expert, boom. You heard it here first. <laughs> You're so stupid, yeah. Yes, Shane Peacher, our other friend, a uh, betting expert for sure. So uh, there was a story you were telling me about, about the Buffer Brothers or something. Can you tell me more about this story? I heard about it, but I haven't actually seen the video. Now check this out, Oh, This is something I saw on IG, and it was from the Mike Tyson podcast. He had Bruce Buffer on there, and... This is probably the wildest story. He did not meet his half-older brother until he was 29 years old. He met Michael Buffer, who's his half-older brother, at the age of 29. That's fucking phenomenal. I can't imagine meeting a sibling that famous, like, oh, shit, that's the guy on TV. Let's get ready to rumble. That's my brother. That's my blood. And you meet him when you're already a full-fledged adult. I kind of wish that happened to me. And... I'll can, I can erase Derek, my older brother. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. And bring in my true older brother, The Rock, because we are fraternal twins um, by 10 years. He has me, you know, by 10 years and, you know, all that good stuff. But as I digress, that's just a wild thing. And I wonder, my... The real reason why I brought this up is when Bruce Buffer goes, it's time. That's the only time I'll do that. When he does that, did Michael Buffer tell him to use that catchphrase? Was that his throwaway? Like, let's get ready to rumble. What lost? Like, what lost in trans translation? Like, what? which ones did he say? Nah, that's not good. Let's ready to fight. Like, what's what, did, what were the ones he threw away instead of, you know, let's get ready to rumble? Because that obviously is the best one. But... I just want to know what was on the drawing board and did Bruce Buffer get those scraps because he's had a lucrative uh, career doing that for the UFC. And I've seen him in boxing a few times, but it's time. It's a good it's a good catchphrase, but I want to know if Michael Buffer gave him that one. I mean, I'm sure he did. Where else did he get it from, right? But anyways, so you look like you're feeling really, really good, my friend. We've had a few drinks now. We're hanging out. We're enjoying Nashville, and we want to do a new program that you got, that you came up with, that I think is pretty amazing. So 
tell me, man, friend, how are we feeling? What do you got to say? I know you want to review some fights, so I'm just going to let you talk. Man, Omar, I'm loving the energy right now. I'm feeling good right now. I'm, I'm looking out of your plush, luxurious, downtown, amazing apartment in Nashville, Tennessee. I see everybody going up and down Broad Street, ready to have fun, getting drunk, having fun. I said that twice, but don't get mad at me because it's not my fault. Your mother loves me. Anyways, let's keep this thing rolling, man. Let's keep it going. I appreciate you shouting out my luxurious bachelor pad, so thank you. Let's do your thing. We're going to do a new thing here. It's going to be called Clubs Bangers. I repeat, Club Bangers. Don't get mad at me, because remember, it's not my fault. Your mother loves my shtick. Anyways, let's talk about Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. This fight's happening in a couple weeks. It's going to be fun. And I'm saying it right now. First club's banger. Club's bangers. Prediction on the list is Ben Askren will lose against Jake Paul. I know everybody's like, oh, he's a YouTuber. He's this, he's that. You got to remember. Ben Askren has no type of stand-up. This guy's amazing grappler and wrestler. If this was a ground-and-pound matchup, he would beat the snot out of Jake Paul. He would knock all the L.A. looks. Ha! <laughs> and damn mayonnaise out of Jake Paul's hair. But this ain't wrestling. This isn't MMA. This is boxing. Jake Paul has taken this seriously. I honestly think Ben Askren might get the NyQuil. He will be on the couch with Connor and Nate Robinson. We might have to turn that couch into a sectional. You never know. But if you do, don't like my prediction, don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. Your mother loves my shtick. Now, Jake Paul has been training. Ben Ashburn has been training also with pro boxers. So he might have a chance to maybe a form of dirty boxing, but it's not boxing, you know, getting close, try to rough them up a little bit. But you can't grip somebody like you would dirty box somebody in MMA. So, and Jake Paul's a naturally bigger dude, pardon me. Ben Asker is not as big as Jake Paul, pardon me. He may have punked him at the little face-off thing, but once they put those gloves on, I hate to say it, I love Ben Askren. He's an amazing MMA champion. He's a champion in Bellator. He's a champion at one. But this isn't MMA. This is boxing. And I'm saying it right now, Ben Asker might get slumped. The night quill might be coming. He might be hearing Fat Joe like Stipe did, and he might be leaning back. All right, so that's the first close banger. Clubs bangers. Second one. I'm sorry. Second, third, and fourth. We're going to jump straight into UFC 61. That's in about two weeks. We got some time to look at it. This is an amazing card. We have three title fights. Count them. One, two, three. Top three. Just like me in your mother's eyes. Anyways, the first one I'm going to guess. The first, not, no, cancel that. Not guess, Club's Banger. Party like it's shiver. Baby, we gon' sip a party like it's shiver. 
Clubs Bangers. The first club banger from this card. Let's talk about Valentina, Bullet, Chinchakov. And I probably butchered her name, but that's all right because it's not my fault. She's going against Jessica Andre. Now, Andrade, pardon me. Now, Valentina's going to knock the snot out of this girl. She's a seven-time kickboxing champ. She has smoked everybody in our 125 division. She is the woman to see in the UFC, okay? She has put out highlight reel combinations on girls, highlight reel knockouts. Her fights with Amanda Nunez were great, classic. I believe the second fight she possibly could have won or a draw, but, you know, I don't want to get paid to judge these things. So, But she is a mating martial artist. I think she's going to win, and I'm going to call it second-round knockout. Second fight, you got Thug Rose Namajun. God damn, I can't say her name. You got Rose Namajun. I can't say her name. We got Thug Rose going against Ying. Shit. Hold on, Omar. Slow down. Slow down, Dion. We got Rose. I'm not going to butcher her last name. Against Yang Weili. 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 Pay me. I don't know. Either way. If you haven't seen Joanna Chechek versus Yang Weili, possibly the fight of the year when they fought last year, that was a barn burner. That was probably a barn burner. That was probably one of the best fights I've seen in my life. Nonstop action, stand up. Weili won the fight, but Joanna showed a maiden heart and was phenomenal in that fight. She may look like a minotaur because of swelling on her forehead and side of her face. She she was she looked like she looked like a bonk, you know. She was she was she was uh, uh banging up. She was opening walnuts with a forehead layer that night. It was so damn big, but she put on an amazing performance. That fight, top five fight I've seen in my life, amazing. But this is gonna be a stand up war. I hate to go against Thug Rose because she's amazing. She has a great fiance slash a stand up coach, Hatberry. He was a, he was a good fighter. I'm gonna roll with uh, the champ, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with uh Wei Lee. I hate to butcher her name so bad, but I just, it just, you know, when it, when the fires are so good, you don't care about the name. You just care about that ass kicking that they're going to put in the cage, right? She's going to win. So I got Rayleigh defending and winning. She's still going to remain champion. I also got Valentina keeping her belt as well. And let's go to the last club banger. Clubs bangers. Yes, the last club's banger on the list is going to be Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. Now, we all know the story. I'm a big Jorge fan. I know some people think he's a mediocre fighter, just got hot his last few fights, yada, yada, yada. That's fine. You can have that opinion, but he's still a dog. This guy is the man. He can wrestle. He can stand up. He prefers to stand up. He, as he calls it, he doesn't like to fight dudes who keep their heads in other dudes' crotches all, all, all fight, but that's neither here nor there. Not judging. Don't get mad at me. But he fought Kamal Usman on, I believe, six days, seven days notice and had to lose 20 pounds just to make that fight just so they can save that UFC car with Gilbert Burns uh, caught COVID. You know, you know, Kamal Usman, he beat him five rounds. So he basically uh, ragdolled him the whole time. He, you know, he's a great wrestler. Kamal Usman is too big for 170. He is, he, he's knocking dudes out left and right. He's, he's an amazing fighter. And I honestly think this fight, even though Masvidal has a camp, and I'm a big fan of his, I'm a fan of both of these guys, I still have Kamaru Uzma winning, all right? I got Kamaru Uzma winning. It's not gonna, I don't think he's going to finish him, 
but it's going to be at least a uh, five-round fight. Um, I got Kamal Usman just take him down, ground and pound for at least I'm going to say three of the four. Uh, sorry, three of the five rounds. Masvidal might keep it on keep it on the feet for a little while. Um, Usman likes to start on the feet, and then eventually he goes to the ground. Um, hopefully he doesn't get caught up in a stand-up war with forehead Masvidal because if he does, there's a possibility. He could be on that couch with Ben Askren, Nate Robinson, and Conor McGregor, okay? So it's a possibility that can happen, all right? That sectional gets a little bigger, you know what I'm saying? There's room for everybody, all right? Night Quill, get you with the fat Joe, lean back, all right? So it is what it is. If you don't like it, don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. Your mom likes my shtick. I'm telling you, I'm top three in her heart. Anyways, so that's what I got so far. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. We could play the sad song if I'm wrong. But remember, I'm the after fact king. I repeat that. I am the after the fact king, okay? And hopefully I said that right. If I didn't, don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. I'm always right after the fact, if, if I'm right. But if I'm wrong, it's not my fault because I'm just making it up, all right? Don't believe me. So anyways, like I was saying, those are my clubs banners. Clubs, bangers. Okay, those are the picks I'm going with, all right? And if you don't like them, don't at me. Remember, it's not my fault. Y'all be safe out there. Hey, Omar, hand me a Zima. We ain't got no Zima. We got Bartles and James, though. You want that? Huh? Huh? <laughs> and you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Birds podcast with Omar's epilogue. And now we go out to our resident correspondent, the Spadiati Dopalicious, the Southern Playalistic, Cadillac Music, our MMA and boxing insider, combat sports expert. We have sent him down to Atlanta. He is live at the Triller fight between Jake Paul and Ben Askren. He is calling in to give a live report after the fight. Clubber D. My friend, what are you seeing down there? And please, my friend, be careful. I know how crazy it gets down in the ATL. Live and direct, O. As the shit show is still going on, Jake Paul just knocked out Ben Askren. Ben Askren looks out of shape. Like I said from the jump, he'd be on that couch. Now let's make that a sectional with Nate Robinson, Conor McGregor. They're all taking a nap. rock a -bye. You can say whatever you need to say. What other lullabies they need to hear, that's what's going on right now in Ben Askren's head. He might be walking off to the back with his wife and family and his entourage, but his soul is still in that ring. Okay? He got slumped. It is what it is. I told you. The man has no type of stand-up. He looked like he just finished cutting the grass without a farmer's tan, but that's another story. Jake Paul is up there taking shots with Snoop. Yeah, that happened. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until then, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way.